0: what's happening team welcome to the type 1 movement podcast where i'm going to be sharing with you my tips tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a type 1 diabetic i'm your host type 1 tom just a quick disclaimer any advice that i give will not overpower your medical professional so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes Yes, gang, what is happening? Welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. I've got a, I have got. was going to do this episode when I got my dog uh, back in December. So I think I've had him. God, it must be. I don't know if it's about nine weeks. He, he's like, all in all, he's about, how old is he now? He's about four months old. Yeah. But I wanted to, this is going to be relatable to even if you've not got a dog, but if you have got a dog, and more specifically, you've trained that dog yourself, because this is how I'm going to relate managing your diabetes like training a dog. So there's going to be a lot of sort of actionable stuff in here, really, even if you've not got a dog, yeah? So keep listening, right till the very end, get a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes. Before we get rolling with it, though, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app, as it really does help me reach more type 1 diabetics and positively impact our community. So obviously, I got a dog back in December. This is the first dog that I've owned by myself. We had a dog when I was younger, um, like me mum and dad. But obviously, they, they owned the dog, really. I was only a kid at the time. So getting this dog, I didn't know fuck all. I knew absolutely nothing about training dogs, right? I didn't know how much hard work it would be. Like, is this sounding relatable? Is this sounding relatable already or what? Yeah, to being a type one. Like, when I was diagnosed with type 1, I knew fuck all about it. I thought I just couldn't eat eat cake. I didn't know how much hard work it would be at first, right? And it was the same with a dog. I didn't know. I thought, yeah, it's a cute little dog. Like, be all right. I know it's going to be hard work. But I didn't even understand, like, how do I train it? How do I teach it its name and shit like that, right? And I didn't really think about that before getting this dog. So I actually went and bought a course because I'm a big advocate on that. Like, if you don't know something, then... Get a course, learn it, read it in a book, go out your way to find out if it's going to benefit you. Yeah. So I actually went and got a course. Um, and Steve, now my border collie, his basic commands, what he knows are are great. And I've done that. Right. And I'm going to tie this in. Like I say, we've already started tying into type one diabetes, like not knowing anything about the condition, not knowing how much work it's going to take. And it was the same when I got this puppy, same when I got my dog. So, there's one thing that I want to start with really and anything, training a dog, working out at the gym, managing diabetes, anything like that is a skill. It's a skill and a good thing about skills is anyone can learn it. If you're willing to put the reps in, anyone can learn it. So you listen to this right now, managing your diabetes is a skill. And you are more than fucking capable of learning those specific skills, yeah, those skills to be able to have great control over your diabetes. How you choose to learn them, whether that's getting a coach like myself or like I did, paying for a course to teach my dog, to train my dog, reading it in a book, listening to podcasts like mine. How you choose to learn them is up to you. But at the end of the day, it's a skill. It's a skill you need to take action on. And what happens when we constantly implement skills is they become habits. So that's a key point that I want you to realize. Anyone can learn a specific skill, and especially when it comes to managing your diabetes, you are able to learn the skills necessary to implement them, to have great control over your diabetes, and ultimately, have great fucking control over your health. No two ways about that, yeah? No two ways about that. The way, The thing that's going to hold you back is you putting barriers in front of yourself, saying, yeah, but I can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. Like, don't put the barriers in front of yourself. It's a skill. And if you're willing to put the work in, some people pick skills up quicker than others. Some people take a little bit longer. But everyone can pick up the skills as a type one to enable you to have great control over your diabetes. I can hand on heart say that. So it's a skill, right? Managing diabetes and training a dog is a skill that the dog needs to learn, and us as humans as well. And these skills then become habitual. So I'm going to walk through exactly the basics of how I train Steve, my dog, and how this relates to us as tartan diabetics. Let's start with the first most basic thing that you have to teach a dog, and that is its name. That is its name because without that, it's a command, right? A dog's name means basically look up to me because I'm about to give you another command. When you say a dog's name, it looks at you, right? Why? Because it's waiting for another command. And the way that this relates to us as type ones is teaching a dog its name is like us understanding, make a note of this fucker, understanding exactly what our insulin does. Like teaching a dog its name, yeah? I bet no one's ever compared fucking managing diabetes to fucking dog training before, but trust me, this is going to be a good one. Teaching a dog its name is its first basic command. You, me... All of us as type 1s, our first basic thing we need to understand is what our insulin actually does. What it does in your body. How long it takes to kick in. How long it lasts for. Does it peak or is it a background insulin? I can't give you all this because I don't know what sort of insulin you're taking. So the biggest advice I can give you is go and Google whatever specific insulin you are taking and read up on it. Because unless you understand about insulin the specific one that you're taking everything else running all these tests is fucking bullshit same with a dog unless it understands its name how are you meant to give it other commands how are you meant to give a dog other commands if it doesn't know its name and it can't look up to you for another command What you like oh yeah you could make a noise but how long is that that gonna last and that reminds me of what a lot of type ones are doing they're just fucking making noises because they don't understand how insulin works And they're trying to test basal rate, insulin to carb ratio, pre-bolus timing, correction factors, but not understanding how how insulin actually works. So that is the first most important thing, like teaching a dog, training a dog, teach it its name. For you, for, for me, I was the same. Understand exactly how your insulin works and what it does in your body. Key fundamentals. Next thing, what do we want to do when we train a dog? We don't want it shitting or pissing in the house. Simple as that. We want to toilet train it. Yeah, it's going to have a few fuck-ups, but so are we because this next point that I relate that to is when to take your insulin. So when we're training a dog, it knows its name. We then need to put the reps in, like we do with all of this, to be able to toilet train it, to be able to get them to say, hey, no, you don't piss or shit here. You go outside or wherever you choose to take your dog. Yeah? Mine was obviously outside in the back. Now, that's the same for us when it's learning when to take our insulin is it a background insulin that you need to take at a certain time in the evening or do you need to split it is it a bolus that you have with meals yeah and when you need to take that with your meals this is the next thing that you need to understand so stay with me on this we got the dog's name first command that's understanding what our insulin does next thing with toilet training our dogs that's Us knowing when to take our insulin, super, super important, super important. Now, when we're toilet training a dog, it has a few fuck-ups, right? Steve still does in the house sometimes, has a few mess-ups. But nine times out of ten, that's probably on me for not giving him enough time to go out where he needs to go and do his thing. Yeah, shit or piss. And it can be the same with us. We might have a few slip-ups, yeah? We might know that, right, we actually need to take our long-lasting insulin at a certain time in the evening, but we might forget, don't be so hard on yourself. That happens. Same when we're bolusing in for meals. Like, I've had my clients do that before. I've done that before. You might be like, oh shit, did they actually take a bolus for that? It happens, and that's just like a dog, knowing that it should go outside for a shit or piss, but fu- fucking slip-ups happen right at the end of the day. So the next thing, the next thing, and this is these are exactly what I taught Steve, the next thing that we want to teach a dog is to sit to stay, sit and stay in one position, and then break when we want that dog to break. This comes in handy for food. It comes in handy around other dogs or any trouble that your dog's going to get in because you can be like, no, like for me with Steve, Steve, sit, stay. He will then stay there until I say, okay, Steve, break. Now, this relates to us of getting into testing our basal rate testing and our insulin to carb ratio testing. This is when we start getting into the test we don't get into the test until one. We understand how insulin works, exactly how it works. Two, we know when to take our insulin. Three, then we get to basal rate testing. Then we get to insulin to carb ratio testing, right? This would be like the same equivalent. If, if, if I didn't teach Steve his name and I'm like, oh, yo, 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 get, get his attention, sit, stay, break. He'll be like looking at me like, what? But now he knows his name, I can say, Steve, I've got his attention, sit, stay, Until then, Steve, break. I do this before, every mealtime with him, yeah? Without that name, without the understanding of you having what insulin does, running basal rate tests and testing the insulin-to-carb ratio is going to be really fucking difficult. Without Steve or any dog knowing their name, trying to make them sit, stay, then break, will be really fucking challenging, really challenging, yeah? They are the three key fundamentals that you need to understand and that when training a dog... The dog needs to understand, right? The next thing that I put in there is kind of icing on the cake and that's walking to heel. Like, I want Steve to be able to walk to my heel. Don't want him pulling on the lead and stuff, yeah? And I'm quite sure you guys who have got dogs, if it pulls, it's really fucking frustrating, yeah? It's really fucking frustrating. It probably makes you feel like you don't really want to take them on walks. So you want that dog to walk to your heel, loose lead, really nicely. This relates to us as pre-bowlers timings. We don't want big huge fucking spikes out of range when we're eating we don't want that it gets frustrating and I'm supposed to type ones that are actually like, I get a big spike so I stay away from carbs or I don't really eat I'm worried about eating my blood glucose levels are great but when I eat I have trouble this is relatable to taking a dog on a lead who pulls you don't really want to go and take it on a walk right so you want it to walk to heal you need to teach it to walk to heal you need to be able to learn and understand and train yourself in the skill of pre-bolus timing and understanding what pre-bolusing does now look you already understand about insulin you already know when to take it you've already tested basal rate your insulin to carb ratio now we're looking at pre-bolus timing and like I say it's the same with a dog it knows its name it knows where to go for a shit and a piss it knows how to sit stay and break and then the icing on the cake is walking to heel, so it's nice and smooth you want to take that dog out pre-bolus timing it's, it's mega. Pre-bolus is a game changer. But you understand how far behind having your meal you need to give it on a specific certain food and a certain meal to stop that huge spike out of range, yeah? To stop that huge spike out of range. They are the four things that I taught, Steve, pretty much straight away. And these are the four things that you as a type 1 diabetic need to understand and kind of train yourself to understanding, right? Right? Now, there's a few little notes that I've made down that I want to say to you guys. You need to put the reps in. You need to put the reps in on doing your research. You need to put the reps in on running basal rate tests, insulin to carb ratio tests, pre-bolas timings. It will not happen first time. You don't just say, I didn't just say to Steve, Steve, and he look at me like, yeah, mate, like what? It didn't happen first time. It was Steve. Steve, I was getting him food and I was putting it like between my eyes. So he looked at me and I'm saying, Steve, as soon as he makes eye contact, I give it him. I did it over and over and over again to toilet train him. I was militant with it. Every hour on the hour, I was taking him outside. As soon as he come out of his crate, I take him outside. I put the reps in. Six day break, I put the reps in. Walking to heel, I'm putting the reps in. And it's the same with you with managing your diabetes. It's not going to happen first time. You're not going to like read a certain article on how insulin works and get it first time. You're going to have to keep reading it. You're going to have to relate it to your certain types of insulin and have a mess around with things. Same with basal rate testing. It can take ages, like a good few weeks for you to nail your basal rate. Same with insulin to carb, same with pre-bolus timing. So it does not happen first time. You need to put the reps in. You need to put the reps in. Another thing, what I want you to understand as well, because what people do, and a lot of type ones will do, they'll get, they'll understand all this, they'll get great control, yeah, they'll get great control, and then they'll think, ah, I'm all right, now I'm in good control, I'll just let things slip a little bit. No, it doesn't work that way. If I let things slip with Steve, he'd be shitting in the house, pissing in the house. if he didn't use his name, didn't try to make him walk to heel, didn't take him on walks, he would eventually turn dumb, Right? Because these skills need reps putting in to keep keep them topped up, if you like. So if you take this advice and implement what I say and you get good control, don't just think you stop there. You need to continue to keep to learning. You need to continually run tests to make adjustments. It will never stop. I'm in the same boat as you. It will never stop. You need to keep putting the reps in every single day to make sure that you stay top of your game. Because this is one of the huge downfalls that I see. A lot of tight ones... They put put the time in, they put the reps in, they achieve the A1C that they want, The timing target, their average, they've got it. They're like, yeah, I've done this now. I can just take a fucking back seat. It doesn't really matter. And then they stop putting the work in, what led them to get that great control. Yeah? What led them to get that great control. And exactly like I said before, if I stop putting the work in with Steve now, he'd fall back. He'd be shitting and pissing in the house, having more hiccups than he does currently. Yeah, and he won't be obeying no commands at all. Yeah, so take that from this. Yes, these things will work if you implement them and take action, but you need to take action on it every single day. Do not get lazy. Do not stop putting the reps in. And it goes for anything that you're going to achieve in life. When people get a little bit of success, they get comfortable and they stop putting the work in that got them that that, that, that success. Where's the logic in that? Yeah, we're going to have a bad couple of days. It's type and diabetes at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? We're going to have a bad few days. It happens, happens to me. But it's how quickly you can get back to putting those reps in. Team, that is it. That is it. I'm going to do a quick recap on this, yeah, on the four things. So first thing, managing your diabetes like training a dog. First thing, we teach a dog its name. For us, understanding exactly what insulin does. Second thing, toilet train, where the dogs will shit and piss. For us, when to take our insulins, yeah? Third thing, the sit, stay and break for your dog to keep it safe. That's us, basal rate testing, testing our insulin to carb ratio. And the icing on the cake, that dog walking to heel, pre-bolus timings to stop those huge spikes. Continue to put the reps in each day. Understand it won't happen overnight. It's not going to happen first time. And understand you need to keep putting the reps in day in, day out to keep that great control, to keep on top of your health once you achieve that. team, that is it. If you got value from this episode, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app as it really does help me, like I said at the start, reach more type ones and positively impact our community as well. Thank you very, very much for listening today. I do hope you got value from that and you took notes. Until the next episode, have a great day wherever you are in the world. Love you. Peace.